Hi there, welcome to HR Shop Talk. I'm your host, Andrea Adams. This show delves into the details of HR through conversations with smart, experienced, and successful professionals who've done the work. You can also find me on YouTube where you can interact with me and other people like yourself. Today, my guest is Robert Mosley. Robert is a thought leader in HR. Recently, he was listed on the Harvard Business Review Top 100 Thought Leaders Thought Leaders in 2021. Um, and I have experienced some of his leadership on our last episode, and I'm looking forward to this one too. Hi, Robert. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? Yeah, great. Looking forward I to know, this. I know we really started diving into grading on the last one because these two conversations are so tied. But um, let us just uh, sort of start at the beginning on this one too then. So job grading, what is it and why do it? Okay. Our ultimate goal is to pay people fairly. Yes. Now, you can't have a pay scale for every single person. And you can't have a pay scale for every single job because you'll end up with so many pay scales. Yes. More worryingly, you'll end up with inconsistencies. So we want to somehow be able to look at all the different jobs in the company, maybe two, three hundred jobs, and cluster jobs together of similar size into a grade. So maybe we've got an engineer in operations, an auditor in internal audit, a sales executive in commercial, and we determine through job evaluation that those three jobs are roughly similar in size, then it's only fair that they should be paid roughly the same remuneration levels. So we'll put those three jobs into a grade, maybe Mm -hmm. grade 14, and grade 14 will have a pay scale, a midpoint salary based on our pay strategy. What are we prepared to pay? What are we prepared to budget? Mm-hmm. And then a minimum salary and a maximum salary. And top performers will be up towards the maximum and new recruits, trainees will be down towards the minimum. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter if it's this sales exec or this engineer or this auditor. If they're all grade 13, they'll be pretty much in the same pay scale. Mm-hmm. And determining how many grades you want in the company from the CEO at the top to the cleaner at the bottom is going to have a huge effect on remuneration, but it's also going to have a big effect on promotions, progression, career ladders, etc. Too many grades is a lot of administration. Not enough grades is a lot of frustration with people getting stuck in a grade for four, five, six years without being promotion. So you've you've got to strike the right balance between admin and reward. Yeah, when you're trying to help a client to strike that balance between too many and too few grades, how do you help them decide? I, I actually use a very specific tool. Okay that if a client answers certain questions for their own company, it will tell them precisely how many grades their company should have, unique to their company. Should they have 10 grades? Should they have 15 grades? I'll I'll, I'll actually share the tool with you. So let me share my screen. Job evaluation and grades combined, there's kind of four skills involved. The first skill, is how are we going to size the job? How are we going to give the points 
to a job. And, and we covered that in our previous discussion together when yeah. we talked about Hay and Mercer and Towers, etc. We might say this job of an engineer is 466 points and this job of an auditor is 451 points and this accountant is 433 points, blah, blah, blah. But then we're going to cluster jobs of similar size into a level or a band. Now, that's a dead easy skill because if you're using the hay methodology, yeah. hay will put jobs into levels. If you're using the Mercer methodology, Mercer will put jobs into classes and, and they'll publish how to put jobs into bands. If you are using the hay methodology, and you've got an engineer of 451 points, well, anything from 439 to 518, call that level 17. Right. If you're using the Mercer methodology, and let's say this engineer was 420 Mercer points, we'll put that into Mercer class 54. So let's say you've evaluated the size of the job and you've put the job into a high level, you've still got to come up with your internal grades. Mm -hmm. So let me talk about the really, really crucial skill. How many grades should your company have from the CEO at the top all the way down to the cleaner or the laborer or whatever it is at the bottom? Should it have right. 10, 12, 16? If you're using hay levels, should I have lots of grades where each hay level is a grade? Or should I put two hay levels? and have fewer grades, right. and I'm going to go through a quiz because the number of grades from the CEO at the top to the cleaner at the bottom is changing massively. Back in the 1990s, we averaged 2022 grades. And for 10 years, companies went through projects to broadband, double right. step, yeah. reduce the number of grades. Right. And it turned out to be a disaster. It costs more money. And it slows down career progression. And what we've learned now is that double-step grades are actually really bad news. Bad for the company because the costs go up and bad for the employee because it's going to take them longer to get promotions. So over the last 10 years, the number of grades has been going up and it's going to continue to go up for the next decade. So one of the decisions any company has to decide is, should I have 21 grades or should I have 17 or should I have 11 or should I have 19? How many grades is right for me? And here comes the quiz. You're going to ask yourself three questions about your company. Question one is about department head and upwards. Question two, lower than department head, maybe a section manager within a department, but higher than overtime. And question three, all those jobs that would get overtime payments, we're going to ask ourselves three questions about our company. And these questions are going to be color-coded. Hopefully you're not colorblind, blue, green, red. And here are the questions. Question one, blue. Question two, green. Question three, red. Question one, blue. Does this sound like your company. You're very hierarchical. Some jobs have the word senior in the job title, vice president something, senior vice president something. And you've got strict control and command procedures, strict rules and methodologies. If an employee wants to take a week of sick leave, 
They've got to fill out a form when they come back for work, attach a doctor's certificate. They sign it. The manager signs it. Off it goes to HR. And a typical department head has maybe three to six direct reports, a narrow span of control. If this sounds like your company, for question one, put S for single. Or are you the complete opposite? Does this sound like your company for department head and above? You've really delayered the company. Nobody has the word senior in their job title. And you've stripped out a lot of the rigidity and bureaucracy. If someone's sick for a week, no forms, no doctor certificates, they come back to work and they self-certify in Oracle or SAP, I was sick. And a typical department head has a wide span of control, seven to 10 section heads. If this sounds like you for question one, put D for double. So for question one, are you this, put S for single, or are you this, the opposite, put D for double, or are you kind of somewhere in the middle? Yes, you're this, you're this, you're this, you're this. If you're in the middle, put H for hybrid. And then we're going to look at question two. Question two, if you remember, lower than department head, but higher than overtime. Your, your officers, your executives, your engineers, your accountants, your professionals, your section heads, your team leaders. If this sounds like you for question two, put S for single. Most jobs are fairly technical, and most employees in these levels have been to university and they've got a degree. And every time they learn something new, they're hoping for a promotion. Every time they take on some additional responsibility, they're hoping for a promotion. And they're hoping to get promoted roughly every three years. If this is you for question two, put S for single. Or are you the complete opposite? Work is not so technical. It's more generalized. And most of the people are not graduates. They're school leavers, college leavers, who've worked their way up. And they're happy to be a recruitment officer for two years and then transfer in the same grade and be a talent management officer for two years and then transfer in the same grade and be an employee relations officer for two years. And maybe after five, six years, then they'll get a promotion. If this is you for question two, put D for double. Or are you somewhere in the middle, put H Fibrin. The questions are independent. Just because you said single for one doesn't necessarily mean single for two. You might be single for question one and double for question two. Who knows? And then question three. All of those jobs that get overtime pay, your clerical, your admin, your secretaries, your security guards, your drivers, your operators. If you've got large numbers of these people, and it's not very easy to multi-skill them. You can't ask the receptionist to also be a secretary because they're so busy on reception doing visitor badges and security cards, put S for single, or small numbers, and you can cross-train, put D for double, or you somewhere in the middle, put H for hybrid. Now, let's say you're a retail bank, for question one, you probably went hybrid. For question two, you probably went single. And question three, 
you probably went double. We're now going to turn those three answers into a score. For every answer that you said single, give yourself seven points. For every answer that you said hybrid, give yourself five points. And, and for every answer that you said double, give yourself three points. If you're an oil company right now with refineries, you probably went single, single, single. That's seven plus seven plus seven. That's 21 points. But if you were this retail bank, and let's say this retail bank went hybrid, single, double. If you were this retail bank and you went hybrid, single, double, that's 15 points. Now, in addition to these points, depending how big the company is globally, there might be some bonus points. If you've got less than 10,000 people, no bonus points. More than 10,000, add one. More than 30,000, add two. More than 90,000, add three. My oil company is probably adding two points. My bank might be adding one point. And the final number that you get from the quiz tells you exactly from the CEO at the top, who's probably the only person in the top grade, all the way down to the cleaner, the driver, the laborer, whatever it is at the bottom, this is how many grades you need. Wow. If the quiz says you need 23, as long as you've got 22, 23, 24, plus or minus one, you're fine. But if the quiz says you need 23 and you've only got 20, you'll be facing enormous employee engagement and retention problems. If the quiz says you need 16 and you've got 19, you're spending too much money. This quiz tells you, do you need 19 or do you need 11 or do you need 16 or do you need 22? But more than that, the quiz also tells you where the grade should be. Because question one is about management levels. If you're using hay, hay levels 18 to 25, how many levels of grades of managers do you need? Question two is about professionals and supervisors and section leaders. And question three is about your support staff. Now, if you said, like a retail bank, hybrid, single, double, you need five grades of management. You need seven grades of professionals, and you need three grades of support staff, 15 grades. And if you use this matrix, you can build your grade structure based on hay levels, and you can convert hay levels to Mercer and Towers. If I am a bank and I'm hybrid single double, this is how my grades will map to the hay levels. I determine the size of a job. That was our last discussion. I put the job into a level, and the level determines the grade. This is a really accurate quiz on how many grades your company should have. You say it's you're not gonna You're not going to find it on the internet. You're not going to find it in any books. You're only going to get it from this wonderful podcast by HR Shop Talk. <laughs> well, and... And Robert Mosley, um, I take it you have applied your quiz there to many different organizations. Thousands. And it's thousands. And it has always been spot on. Wow. Big famous companies who <clears throat> thought they had it right 
including General Electric and Unilever and Procter and Gamble and Microsoft, when they take the quiz, it either says, yes, you've got it right, or it says to them, wow, we've got 16 grades. We thought that was enough. The quiz says 18. And if they then adjust their grades to make it 18, I can guarantee that instantly they'll see a 2% reduction in their resignation rate. They'll see a 5% increase in their employee engagement rate. Getting the number of grades right is the biggest equivalent conversion to bottom line profits of anything you can ever do in HR. Get the grades wrong and people will be demotivated, engagement will be low and resignations will be high. Get the grades right and we're happy. Now, of course, this is just a webinar and to learn this in 10, 20 minutes is a real challenge. Right. So if people really want to apply this more accurately, more carefully, yes. get in touch with me, maybe attend one of my training courses, maybe we'll do a one-on-one -on -one coaching session or whatever. But getting this right, this is such a crucial thing. Now, then, of course, yes. you've got to number the grades. Am I going to use numbers or letters? Always use numbers. The moment you put letters into your grades, I don't know, let's say grade A, B, C, D. The moment you put letters into your grades, your HR system will slow down by at least 50%. Always use numbers and always go upwards. If you start with one at the top and that top job gets bigger, where are you going to go? Minus one? Always use numbers, always going up. And if you want your HR system to run at the fastest possible speed, it's two-digit numbers going up. Zero, one, zero, two, zero, three. This is hidden in the white paper of Oracle, of PeopleSoft, of SAP, and nobody knows about it. Don't go down. Numbers going up, and now your system will run super fast. So... How will an organization know when they've got their grades right? If people are resigning from you, do exit interviews. Now, now, what do I mean by an exit interview? I don't mean the month that they're resigning. Exit interviews at the actual time that people are leaving are an utter waste of time. Because they're not going to say anything horrible because they're worried about getting a good reference letter in two or three months' time. No. A really good exit interview is about six months after they've left. When they've started a new job, they've got their employment reference, they're safe. Get in touch with an employee six months after they've left and ask them why did they leave. And ask them, was it because you didn't like your manager? That's the most common, honest reason. Was it because we didn't pay you enough? Was it because we didn't promote you quickly enough? That's the best way of knowing if your grades are right or wrong. And if you've got a group of employees who are constantly complaining, I haven't been promoted for three or four years, ask yourself, do we have enough grades? Are we creating enough ladders, enough steps on the ladders to give people the chance to grow? And, and then conversely, if what does it look like when people are complaining when there are not enough grades? Uh, sorry, oh, too many grades. Employees won't complain about too many grades because they love it. But the finance department will complain that we're spending too much money promoting people. 
Okay, so these couple of episodes we've done on sizing and grading um, have been super interesting. Um, and size not... matters. Don't let anybody tell you anything else. Size matters. Well, you know what? That just sorry, I was going to ask a wrap up question, but now I have another question. What? Do, uh, just one extra question. What do you do as the HR? Like employees will come and complain, and they'll say, "My job wasn't evaluated right. I should have more points. I should be in such and such band." Yeah, um, my, my my job's only grade 12. You don't understand how difficult my job is. Right. You don't understand these skills that I yes. need. You haven't graded yes. me fairly. Yes. Please look at my job again and put me in yes. grade 14. Yes. First of all, you've got to thank that employee. You've got to reward them. Because we love employees who come to HR and complain and bitch. So thank them. In fact, give them a special holiday. Say, we're so grateful that you came to moan and complain today. Here's a one-way ticket to Russia. <laughs> Go on paid leave for as long as you like. In fact, we should even give them a choice. Not only should we reward them, we could give them a choice of rewards. Would you like to go to Russia or would you like to go to Czechoslovakia or Syria and join ISIS? Oh, and have as much leave as you like. Well, no, of course, that's facetious. We've got to take those things seriously. If an employee comes and says, I'm in grade 12, but when I'm looking at all the other people in the company in grade 12, I think my job's bigger than them. Well, then take it seriously. Say to them, okay, we'll talk to your line manager. We'll get a copy of the job description. We'll evaluate it again just to make sure we've got it right. And then go talk to the line manager and say to the manager, well, this job's in 12. Well, let's look at the jobs in your department that are in 13. Is this job as big as those? Oh, and let's look at the jobs in other departments that are in 12. Let's do both a vertical comparison within the department and a horizontal comparison across departments and maybe even produce a matrix by department, by grade, so you can see which jobs fit where. And at the end of the day, it really is about common sense, dare I say it, and sense checks. Does How this do you... job look right in grade 12? I can imagine people watching this and the fear out there is that, well, if, you know, if I say I'm going to do redo um, their job sizing every time they complain to me, that is all I'm ever going to do. How do you deter employees from complaining about job size or how do you manage that demand? Employees are actually... They're your biggest asset. And if you treat them well, they really will be your biggest asset. And, and my experience is there's three types of employees. There's always going to be 10% of employees that no matter what you say or do, it's never enough. Mm -hmm. We'll call them the greedy buggers. Okay. Then there's 10% of employees at the other end of the scale that will always feel a little bit hard done by, will always feel like they've got a bit of a chip on their shoulder. And quite often it's genuine. And they really do have a real case to answer. And we've got to make sure that we solve those problems. But the good news is that 80% of the employees are actually pretty sensible. Mm -hmm. And if they're in grade 13, and they're looking across the company at other jobs that are also in 13, and they're thinking, yeah, that's about right. 
the silent bulk of the staff, typically 80%, won't say anything. And that actually means that they think it's fair. Mm-hmm. And, and those are the people we've got to look after to continue to keep them happy. Yes, there'll be the 10% moaners. You've got to work out, take it in one ear, spit it out the other, smile as you dial, but ignore them. Yes, there'll be the 10% of people who actually have a genuine case to answer. Yes, yes. And then there'll be the silent 80% in the middle. Right, okay. Problem is, you never know who's the 10% moaners versus the 10% hard-done buyers, so you actually have to look at both to try and work out whether it's a genuine case or not a genuine case. Okay, final question. These couple episodes we've done, so informative, but aren't going to make anybody an expert? Um, if someone wants to learn more, what do you suggest? It's one of those subjects where reading a book is going to be a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Watching a video, kind of useful, but not that good. If you really want to learn more about job evaluation and grades, the only way is first go on a decent training course. To, to learn job evaluation properly isn't just a one or two hour thing. It isn't even just a a one or two day thing. It's probably three or four days. Same for compensation, same for performance management. And and there are several good trainers. I can name one of them who do (laughs) three or four day training courses all over the world. But then once you've had that training, practice, practice and experience. Just practice evaluating jobs. Every time you go out for dinner, look at the waitress and say, what size job is that? Look at the bartender, have a few drinks and say, what size job is that? And just in your head, size people all the time. It's great fun. Practice, practice, practice. And, Mm -hmm. and, And it's worth saying that a typical HR person that has been trained to understand the Hay or the Mercer methodology, their salary typically goes up by 10 to 15% if they've got that skill. So it's a good skill to have. Right. It's a paying skill to have. Oh, yes. Right. It's a knowledge skill. It has value. Right. Okay. Well, thanks, Robert. That was so great. We have reached the end of this episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time when I talk shop with another insightful guest.